0: Love Talk Radio. The Ulistic Files, uh, the Ulistic Orange Files, a weekly podcast show uh, focused on small business and what small business owners can do today to help uh, build a better lifestyle, better business. You uh, know, uh, overall, just make some good things happen with their business. And today we're joined by a very good friend of mine. His name is Carl Pelichak. We'll get to Carl in a second. But Carl is uh, a leader in the information technology business out of Sacramento, California. And Carl is. Uh, uh, best, I would describe Carl as almost like a serial entrepreneur. He is a serial entrepreneur. runs an IT company. He has a bookstore. You know, does a number of great things in uh, in the Sacramento area and uh, across the whole community and the technology community, especially. So, Carl, uh, Carl joins us today. Welcome, Carl. How are things with you, my friend?
1: Pretty good. It's a beautiful, sunny day in Sacramento.
0: Excellent. So Carl, you know, since the last time we chatted, what's uh, what's new in your world? You know, what's going on? How are things going? On? And just generally,
1: well, the IT business is, you know, it's been uh, a little bit tough the last couple of years because, you know, obviously the recession, people have downsized a little here, a little there, a little there, and that means each of my clients is a little bit smaller than they were two years ago. But uh, we're still finally starting, July actually, to see an increase in requests for quotes and sales and so forth, so that's good. On the book side of things, I've got a couple of books in the works, and we've got some new authors, and we actually have a backlog of work to do uh, in, in putting up some new books, so things are picking up on that side, so it's, uh, it's been a long haul, but I, I think we're finally starting to, uh, to see some light at the end of the tunnel.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think I think that's going around uh almost everywhere. You know, I listen to Bloomberg quite a bit and I hear good things on Bloomberg, a couple you know, a couple not so good things come up, but I think the good outweighs the bad for sure. So, Carl, tell us about uh, you know, you're um uh, you're one of, one of the leaders in the technology community and I haven't really seen you outside of the technology community to really, you know, form an opinion, but inside the technology community, you're one of the leaders in you know, helping the managed services providers, the IT professional, really understand the importance of you know having a good company, but also balancing a great life with that, and that's what the theme of the show is about—is more on work-life balance. So let's just start at the beginning, Carl. What really, what really pushed you in that direction to uh, become a, a an authority figure on work-life balance in the in the IT community?
1: Well. I have a disease called rheumatoid arthritis, which is an immune disease, and it makes you very tired, and, um, and basically what happens is your body, your immune system goes into overdrive and it, it attacks certain elements of your body, so it attacks the, your, the fluid in your joints and so forth, and so it took me a few years to get this disease under control, and um And part of what I came up with in the process of trying to be productive was uh, a daily routine where I take time and I try to focus every day on the most important things that need to be done in my business. And to do that, I take quiet time and I sit in the morning and I meditate or pray and I, I, I just take time to think about the day and what's going on ahead and set my priorities and make a very, very short list of the most important things that need to be done that day. And lo and behold, after a few years of doing this, I found that my uh, ability to achieve things had skyrocketed in terms of achieving work-life balance, achieving success at work, achieving success at home. My daughter just graduated from uh, high school, and she's off to college, and I really feel like, you know, at some point, you know, There's times in your life you have to stop and say, okay, look back. You know what? turned out to be – I did a pretty decent job with that. And um,
0: So anyway,
1: all of that led to me writing a book called Relax, Focus, Succeed. And uh, so I have a a blog about that, and I have a newsletter and so forth. And it's not really focused on the IT industry. Uh, It's just that since I get speaking gigs in the IT industry anyway – Um, You know, I speak about relaxed focus, succeed in that environment. And you and I have been up on the stage more than once talking about this whole work-life balance uh, for IT folks.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, Carl, it's great. And I mean, uh, and I think like many uh, small business owners out there, it usually takes something in their life to uh, get them to stop. I mean, you know, I'm in my early 40s and. I was just telling my wife the other day that you know I don't I can't rebound nearly as quickly as I could when I was twenty something, and I mean I like the way you you approach it by just starting the day by you know uh, you know you you use it meditation some people call it praying uh, you know whatever you want to do it just to kind of get your get your priorities in check and make sure you know what know what's right and I was having a, a great conversation with my uh, friend of mine the other day his name is uh, Daniel Gutierrez he's been he's out of Los Angeles he's a he's the business coach and and uh, executive uh leadership type of uh uh mentor for a lot of fortune five hundred companies and you currently know what it's not just a small business issue it's a it's a general business issue where these even executives of fortune five hundred companies are doing the exact same thing that you're talking about
1: oh yeah well it's interesting because almost every serious book on success has a component where they say. You have to stop every day and you have to put your priorities in order and you have to relax and you have to exercise and you have to take care of yourself. But, you know, in a big book, all of that is usually three or four pages. You know, you might, you might get a chapter on it. And I kind of reversed things a bit. I think the reason I put relax first in Relax, Focus, Succeed is that it really has to be your first priority. Your first priority has to be to stop. Come to a full stop every day and rethink where you are and how this day fits in with all the other days. And, um, and it's only when you have a full stop, when you don't let your brain be half working on finances and the roof and the kids and what are we going to do about school next year, all of those things. You have to quiet your mind and then you can focus. Because if you don't do the relaxation part first, then you don't really do a very good job of focusing. So that's why I put it: relax, focus, succeed.
0: Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. So stopping uh, and just getting all the distractions in life. My uh, a friend of mine called that. uh, He had his uh, oh, oh, you know, just Casey. What he called it now, but he would say out of the seven days of the week, one day per week you can't do any of your business type activities. Uh and, you know, he said it's okay for you to go and do the you know, lawn work or fix a garage or work on your car. Uh, I find that that even Carl just diverting your attention away from your day to day life is also good. I just started coaching uh midget or bantam football here in, in Calgary. And I find even at three hours a day where I'm out on the football field with the kids, uh I feel much more energized because I'm not constantly thinking about the business and the work that I have to do. So even getting that slight distraction, Carl, is probably a good way to start for a lot of uh, small business owners. Would you agree? Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, one of the greatest things is having a hobby of some kind, you know, and it doesn't really matter what it is. If you do woodworking, if you do painting, if you do gardening, if you run, I mean, I really encourage people when you exercise, do not put on headphones unless it's all just, just music, because you, you need that, that time to just have your mind do nothing else and, and let your mind wander. I mean, you know, for me, if I'm digging in the garden for hours and hours at a time, um, it is an opportunity to just focus on something other than work. And um, I think you, you know, you have to, I have this approach I call the muscles of success, you know, that there are certain things that you have to do, just like exercising your body, you have to exercise your attitude and your your thought patterns, and you you know there are there are muscles of success like making ten phone calls a day and you're going to make more sales, but um, you also have to take time off. You know you can't lift weights every day. You have to take time off and let your muscles regenerate, and it's the same with the muscles of success in your business. You have to take time and let those muscles not work for a while, and. Um, and it's amazing what your mind does in the background to kind of straighten things out and and help fix you while you're not working uh, for a living.
0: <laughs> oh, absolutely, you know my. Uh, I, I often joke around that you know uh, my and my teenager boys are following in my footsteps in this as well. That you know we're we're masters of the twenty. 20-
1: Oops. Hello. Hello, can you hear me?
0: Okay, so I think I'm back. Uh, let's just see what happened with Carl here. Hope Carl can join us again. I'm not sure what happened there, but the the phone lines were kinda quiet. So let's just see if Carl comes back in. So uh let's uh let's see. I'm gonna email Carl right now and see if he uh comes back in and uh we'll get the show back on track. Um so yeah, sorry about that interruption, not sure exactly uh, what uh, went on there with the uh, the phone bridge? But uh, we'll get we'll get Carl back on, and uh, here he comes right now. So uh, there's Carl coming. We'll bring Carl back in here, and I think we're good to go. Carl, are you back? I am. So I don't know
1: what happened there. You were talking about the twenty something, and then I was it, gone.
0: <laughs> my phone started ringing busy, and I'm not sure what went on. Anyway, so let me go back to what I was saying there. So, uh, my, and I think my kids are following my footsteps here. That uh, you know we're the masters of the twenty five minute shower, and what we find out is that. I often find myself like 20 minutes in there just sitting there kind of zoning out and and the thoughts, Carl, getting in you know in something as simple as that that the ideas we come up with when we take ourselves away from all the other distractions and the creativity that does, that spawns from that is, is unbelievable. Yeah.
1: Well, and you know, I I sort of use this analogy that your brain is like a file cabinet and all day long you pick up cards, and you look at them, and you throw them on the floor. And you pick up the next one, and you throw it on the floor. You pick up the next one, and you throw it on the floor. And some of them are problems, and some cards have ideas, and some cards have inspiration. Um, and at the end of your day, you've covered the floor with all of these little cards, and when you relax, whether you're sleeping or awake, when you relax and you stop forcing yourself to think about all the things or, or letting your brain push these things onto you because you're worried... What you do is you give your body a time and your your brain a time to pick up the cards and sort them and put them back where they belong and maybe put them in a better order. And every once in a while, your brain picks up a problem card and an inspiration card and a solution card, and it says, oh, wait a minute, I figured it out. That's what I can do tomorrow. And unfortunately, most of the time that you do that, you're asleep and you don't know what's happened. So you might have solved the problem ten times, but you're not awake to have access to that solution and simple quiet time every day allows your brain to reaccess those things and to sometimes solve problems where you know you've been in a situation where you're you're painting something or or you're doing something that's quote unquote mindless and suddenly boom the solution to a problem pops into your head <laughs> because yeah, your brain has been working on it you know in a, on a different channel basically
0: Kind of, uh, you know, what that reminds me of it, uh, you know, what you're just talking about there, is that late, latest, I think it's, um, was it, uh, is it Leonardo DiCaprio, the latest movie, Inception, where they're doing all his dreams, manipulation and stuff. Really, right. I think, you know, exactly, you know, when we're kind of zoned out or we go into, uh, you know, a state of subconsciousness, we may have already figured, yeah, we may have already figured out the uh, the, the the problem in our, you know, during our sleep or when we're zoned out, and we just and it, then it hits us in our in our you know our, consci- our conscious state that you know oh yeah I, you know, or I've seen this before. Have you ever had that happen to you, Carl?
1: Exactly. Yeah, your brain solved it once or twice before, but you didn't. You had no way to remember it. So
0: exactly. So, Carl. So we talk about the the relaxation and the you know the aid of uh, uh, focusing. You know, using it as an aid to focus uh, better on your business. But, well, Carl, what would you recommend to the business owner? You know, Carl, I, just, I, don't have t- I don't have time, or, you know, there's too many things going on for me to take a break. What would you say? Well,
1: about that?
0: It's, it's interesting. So, if
1: I have a website called RelaxFocusSucceed.com. what a surprise. And um, I have, if people kind of poke around there, you'll see there's a free download. You can get the entire chapter two of my book, which is on workaholism. And um, I've got a, a very firm opinion about this because people seem to think, especially when you get overwhelmed, that I, I can't take out ten minutes. I can't take out five minutes. I have to absolutely work, work, work because the, the backlog of work is only getting bigger and the only way I'm going to solve it is if I work more. And, it's, you know, in, in some ways it's very rational, it's very logical but it's also wrong, you know? I mean, the, the we, we basically try to put, you know, use horsepower to solve a problem rather than, you know, realizing, okay, sometimes the answer is that you have to think differently. You have to figure out different ways to get a bunch of work off your plate or to, um, you know, get things done. You have to prioritize. Maybe a lot of that work is, is just uh, busy work that's not high priority and, you know, I, people are people are afraid to admit that there's stuff that they're never going to get to. So they get this stack of papers. You ever have a stack of papers next to your desk, and
0: uh, oh, one, one day you decide one, I got one. I got one right here, Carl. That's you uh, know, I just keep adding to it.
1: Right. So someday you're going to sort through that stack of paper, and a good. 30% of everything in that stack is going to get thrown away because it's either the date has passed, it's no longer relevant, you don't work there anymore, you know, that's not your client, uh, it's not your problem, it turned out to be unimportant. There's all kinds of reasons that we put things onto our workload, but we don't have a tendency to take things off, and so so I think having a, an attitude that more, more, more work is going to solve your problem is fundamentally flawed. Um, I think people need to, once you put the priority on relaxation, put the priority on spending 10 or 15 minutes a day just figuring out what you're going to do today, and then you focus on only the most important things that need to get done in your business, um, your success will skyrocket. And the same thing is true with your family life, the same thing is true with your community involvement, your whether it's church, synagogue, whatever, um, you know, we all lead these different lives, and we need to make sure that we balance all of them. If you spend all of your time in one little corner of your life, everything else will necessarily become unbalanced.
0: Now that's a good point, Carl, because that reminds me of what uh, a good friend of ours, you and I, a uh, friend of you and I, uh, <laughs> Dana Epp uh, from uh, from Vancouver. He's, and Dana runs a very successful IT security firm in uh, in the Lower Mainland of Bank uh, BC. Now, Dana talks about the same same idea that you have with all the stack of papers, but Dana mentioned uh, the inbox in our side of our Microsoft Outlook, or whatever mail program you have. Now, how many people have 4,000 or 5,000 items in their inbox? And, you know, they just keep adding to that. And, and of course, the related stress associated with that. So Dana shared with me a concept, and I practice it every once in a while, and when I notice my inbox is getting too full, I, cl- I declare email bankruptcy and just delete everything. And if you know it's remarkable, none of that stuff that I deleted ever comes back that I have to go and actually look for it later.
1: Right. Well, I try to keep, and it's very, very difficult, but I try to keep under 50 items in my inbox. And, um, but, you know, when you travel, I just recently finished an eight-day travel. And some of it was work and some of it was play, but I now have 1,600 items in my inbox, which is very stressful for somebody who wants to keep it under 50, right? But I know that when I go to clean it, it will be, again, things that are irrelevant, unnecessary, you know, spam, 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 you know, whatever. It's, it's all stuff that at the end of the day, it's going to take care of itself. And, um, again, we have this sense in the 21st century that, just because somebody throws something on my plate, I have to deal with it. And that's not true. Um, you know, this when you go to clean out that mailbox, and the, the other thing people do is then they delete them, and then they have 40,000 items in their deleted items folder because they never empty it. And when that gets too big, then they have this psychological barrier. Oh, wait, I can't empty that because I have to go look through it and make sure there isn't anything important there, mm-hmm. which is just ridiculous, right? I, my Outlook is set so every time I exit Outlook, it empties the Deleted item folder. And once you get used to that, you stop being nervous about it. Um, it actually is very, very helpful.
0: Well, and the reality is, Carl, that uh, you know nothing. You no, know, no. I've never, in the 15 years I've been doing IT work, I've never had a client come back to me. 15 years. You know, you know that email that I sent you five, uh, five years ago. Can you bring it back up? <laughs> and, and you know, I'll and, I'll, and I'll be, you know, I'll put the devil's advocate here, but. There are things you need to keep, and having a file structure that you can go back. What I usually usually do is in my public folders on Exchange, I create a, uh, a folder there and on Exchange where I can dump all my stuff to keep, just in case. You know what? Hey, what happens if I get hit by a bus, or you know what? I've left my share company over the last couple of years. What happens if something right. somebody needs to get information back? So at least it's not in my inbox; it's in a public uh, folder somewhere. You know, and of course we want to, you know, being tech, technically minded people, we, we'll put all the right security on there. But, you know, let's get, right. uh, there was something else you mentioned about the, um, oh, I just couldn't remember. You were talking about the the fear of deleting and getting and getting rid of stuff. Sometimes, Carl, we just got to throw stuff out, just like uh, our closet full of, you know, I call it the big boy clothes, thinking that right. one day, you know, I may have to go back into those. And I'm almost almost like self-sabotage. Do you see that kind of running rampant with some of the folks that you talk to?
1: Well, in general, uh, I've got a friend who just wrote a book on, you know, how to break through the clutter in your life. And um, I read it because, you know, she's a friend of mine. And um, it turned out she doesn't have a system. She doesn't have files and folders and boxes and labels and any of that kind of stuff. Her entire book is about how you have clutter in your life because you have areas of your life where there's a hole and you're trying to fill it. You're either filling it with clothes, money, uh, you know, toys, books, some thing. And so you have to figure out, you know, what is it in your life that causes you to do this, to so, you know, whatever, buy shoes, collect stamps, um, and and that stuff isn't all bad. But you just have to figure out what role does it play in your life. Um, you know, I'm, I think I mentioned to you that I'm about to move, right? I'm moving from a house into an apartment, and um, I haven't lived in an apartment in 30 years, and so. Uh, you know, when when time comes to downsize, it's it's really amazing how much stuff you just throw away. Because you know, even though I've had that sitting on that shelf for 20 years, um, guess what? It has absolutely no value to me whatsoever. It was just a thing on a shelf. So
0: yeah, um, I, I hear that you. piece. So Carl, we got like a few minutes left here. Uh, uh, I want to kind of kind of ramp up what some some action items that. Uh... You know, those people that are listening or downloading this later, uh, can take and you know, when they're not they're obviously they're not listening to it as they're working out because uh they either got no headphones on or, or they're listening to music, <laughs> not listening to our podcast. But you exactly. know, what what are three what are three things that you know, in your experience that you know, somebody wants to change their life or, you know, turn it around and, you know, really, you know, put the relaxed, focus, succeed uh plan in place. What are some what are some things that somebody can do right now to uh, take the right take the right step? Well,
1: the absolute number one is to spend a little bit of time every single day just sitting in a chair, relaxing and doing nothing. And it takes practice, and it it sounds like the simplest thing in the world, and people don't push it because, you know, nobody makes any money off of it, but basically you sit in the chair and you you just whether, again, whether it's prayer, meditation, whatever, you just quietly sit and don't think about things. Don't try to solve problems. Spend that time just quieting your mind and letting your brain uh, do some relaxation while it's awake. So that is by far the most important thing, and, and in many ways, everything else follows from that.
0: So leave the, the, la- second leave, thing leave the, leave the laptop, the iPhone, and the Blackberry uh, in the office oh. or else, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean for me I have I have a chair, right? It's like this is my station. I have a chair with a little table and I have a little pad of paper and a pencil there. So that when I'm done, sometimes I will I will meditate and then I will like consider, you know, problems for the day or whatever and then I'll meditate again and you know just kind of give my brain a little seed to work on. Um and uh, a lot of times that, that leads right into my writing, which, you know, is part of my day. may not be part of everybody else's day. Um, and, you know, the second thing is to then I have these little lists of three for every area of your life. You know, again, I, you, might, you might have a role as a father, a role as a business owner, a role as an employee, a role as a salesperson, a role as a member of your community.
0: Whatever the roles
1: are that you define in your life, Uh, as a spouse or whatever, um, pick no more than three. It might only be one. It's okay to have only one thing, but pick no more than three things that need to get done in each of those areas and um, don't do anything else until those things are done. And, you know, setting priorities is very difficult for a lot of people because there's a mental block, but um, if you can develop systems so that you can work on priorities instead of working based on the calendar, that will dramatically improve your life. Um, And and I'll give you an example. In my business, you know, uh, we're lucky in the IT business, we have a ticketing system. So a problem comes into the business and a ticket is created and so we can work on it and um, then when we're done with it, we close the ticket and everything for that business and for everything that we do in our company Um, everyone has a structure where they work on the most important item, the highest priority thing that's on their plate at any given time. So as a result, every single person in my company is always working on the most important thing they have to do. And and you'd be amazed at how much time is spent working on completely useless stuff and wasting time. Um, And if you always work on the highest priority stuff, yes, some things get left undone, but they're going to get left undone either way. So at least this way, the, the things that get left undone are the lowest priority items.
0: We call that so, we call we that could, social media distraction too, Carl, in our business.
1: <laughs> well, there is a lot of that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the third thing uh, that I would recommend that people do, and, and a lot of people are good at this, is, uh, is to have a variety of things that you use to distract yourself. Um, and it might be friends, it might be travel, it might be collecting something, but, but don't get into such a rut that every single day you do exactly the same thing. Um, you need variety in your life, and um, a lot of people, you know, they get into a rut in their marriage, they get into a rut with their family, they get into a rut with their community, they get into a rut with their job, and, you know, you build enough ruts, and pretty soon all you can see is, is the the walls of the rut, and you can't really see what's going on in the outside world. And um, you know, it's there's a there's an amazing amount of life around us. And a lot of times you hear about a midlife crisis. People come to life when they get so stuck in their ruts that they decide that they can't take it anymore, and they crawl out of the rut and they look around and they realize that the world has changed and people are wearing really cool clothes and listening to good music and. People actually go out and dance, and you know, enjoy themselves, and you know, they they switch things up, and suddenly they have a huge amount of energy, and and time just appears out of nowhere to do the things that are important in their life, and um, and it comes from not letting yourself get stuck, and there are people who are stuck at age twenty, you know, you don't have to be old to get stuck, um, so I just encourage people to try a variety of things in their life, and. Um, and you know kind of add some spice to what they do
0: yeah lucky enough for uh, for me carl mine was in my 30s and i know exactly because it, it was a rough no it was three years ago for me and looking back i'm kind of happy it, it came and went because it really opened my eyes to a number of uh, number of things anyway carl thanks uh thanks again for joining us today I've got about a minute left uh let's get the website uh address for uh for your book and uh you know give a little spiel about your it company as well and uh and then we'll call it a day. So once again, thanks very much for taking your time out of your day to help us out here.
1: Well, I'm very happy to do it. The uh, the book is Relax, Focus, Succeed, and the website is RelaxFocusSucceed.com. And uh, my IT business is uh, KT Enterprises in Sacramento, California. But we'll be happy to help people anywhere in the world because <laughs> it's the 21st century, and we can do that.
0: Excellent. Yes, thank you very much again, Carl. And uh, best of luck to you guys uh, for the rest of the, the rest of the year here. So thanks uh, for tuning in to the Holistic Orange File Small Business Podcast here on Blog Talk Radio every Thursday, or at least we try to be on here every Thursday. Uh, next week, we may or may not have a show since I'm going to be traveling and I'm going to be in San Antonio uh, at the CompTIA event. So we may be off next week, but we'll be back uh, shortly after that with another great uh, small business podcast here. We've got a number of great people uh, that we're talking to while getting on the show, so uh, tune in on the... Uh, blogtalkradio.com slash smallbusinesspodcast, and learn about our upcoming lineup and, and all the great stuff happening. Once again, on behalf of Carl, my name is Stuart Crawford. Thank you for joining us. And if you'd like more information on Ulystic, you can visit ulystic.com or visit my blog at stuartcrawford.com. Again, once again, have a great uh, week, and we'll talk to you all very soon.